Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, one of the hosts for the longest-running Dynasty-focused podcast on the planet, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you an episode packed with relevant and actionable Dynasty information that you can use to help win your league. When I'm in the host chair, we might even play a game or two. We are always open to topic suggestions, so if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, please let us know. Thanks for listening. Football.com and the DLF Family of Podcasts. That's King of the Brian's Brian Hart. Oh man, two nights in a row. That's right, that star healing Dr. Ethan Turner. You're darn right, that's two nights in a row. Just like Brian wanted last night. Two rounds. Undefeated. I am John. Chili is not soup. But cereal is Hogan. This is the Super Flex Super Show. That's right, boys. Head versus heart. Cereal. Is it a? Is it a soup? It's got all the qualifications. <sighs> but it's so not I, warm. Yes, this has been the conundrum that I have had. Not with soup because I. Not with soup and cereal. Mm-hmm. But where does oatmeal lie on this group of yeah. because my definition last time was that chili had to be a soup because it's hot and it's in a bowl. Well, oatmeal is hot and it's in a bowl, but I don't think that it's a soup. And so it's more like, it's where more do we draw the line on this soup versus not chili soup versus debate? Yeah. I mean, oatmeal is closer to chili than to soup so oatmeal is a chili is oatmeal a chili apparently I don't think it is because it has no beans uh, but it uh, yeah but chili doesn't have to have beans we discussed this Ethan. yes chili doesn't have to have That's beans true. it's it could be anything <laughs> chili could be yeah. anything oatmeal could also be a Cause stew we said because the best defense for for chili not being a soup was that it doesn't have water it's not water or broth based but i would argue that if i can name a famous soup that everyone knows and agrees is a soup that doesn't have those things then you can't use that as the definition Mm -hmm. and tomato soup does not is not water based and Mm -hmm. so tomato soup is like this weird bridge from soup to chili tomato based yeah yeah the line is, is on one not? side. Yeah, the line. Where does tomato soup side. fall? Because if a tomato soup is a soup, obviously <laughs> it's in the name. Yeah, and it's the bridge from chili to soup. Is chili soup? Mm. No, it's it's still not. But I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> get what you're saying. No, like, like, no, it's not. It's unacceptable. Not. I'm just saying. I, I think that chili could be categorized as a soup because it's a hot liquid in a bowl and i don't i know brian has like (laughs) chunky chili that's not actually chili because it has no liquid in it it's just no it has liquid it's just it has it has meat and beans and little 
tomato chunks and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. So it's more chunky than like a, it's not a runny. You know that dish. there's a chunky soup, right? So chunky is the wrong word to use mm. because there's literally a whole brand of soup called chunky soup. Mm-hmm. So if your but, defense but is they that, don't, but there's not chunky. Your defense chili. is that chili is too chunky to be considered a soup. I present you chunky soup. So we're bearing the lead, though. I said cereal is a soup, and I don't. I don't. Ag- I, I, don't ex- I don't. Ex- oh, I, neither is gazpacho, so I don't accept that. I don't even know what that word is. So it's a cold soup. Have that where I'm from, Giuseppe. What? Gazpacho. 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 It's like. Uh, I mean, it, it actually tastes a little bit like chili, but it doesn't without the chunks. And it, yeah, it's served cold, usually mm. on ice. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. too fancy for wherever I'm from. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Mm. So it must not be real. Um, <laughs> Damn it. Are we going to talk about quarterbacks today, boys? <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's talk about there's There's your intro to the Superflex Super Show. But <laughs> now let's talk about something that actually matters. Uh, so last week, Stompy and I went division by division, team by team, and broke down all the quarterback situations of the teams who are actually have their quarterback situation actually settled. So this week, we want to get to the teams where it's up in the air. Uh, free agents are out there. Uh, you know, teams have indicated that they're uh, considering uh, possibly trading away their starting quarterback. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of movement that could take place here in the next couple of weeks. And we want to talk about the uh, these situations that are that are going to be up and up in the air, up for grabs. And we're going to do this with uh, a segment of ours that we uh, one of our favorite segments, head versus heart. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys about a situation. And one of you is going to give me what is a head say what for what's the most likely scenario what do you think is going to happen and and then just what's the fantasy effect going to be uh but then i want the other one to tell me what does the heart say what do you want to happen what's the best case scenario for this situation for fantasy football purposes what would the effects be and so let's just jump right in uh last week we started in the afc west so we're going to do it again here uh I mean, Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes is is pretty solidly there. We don't need to talk about him. What about the Denver Broncos? Do you guys feel like there's any scenario where Drew Locke is not the the starter going into 2020? I I don't see any reason for them to, unless someone like a Herbert falls in a draft, I don't see them having another option that really makes sense. They've kind of locked themselves into – Drew Locke, pun intended. And so I feel like they're kind of, you know, they 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 took him with a pretty high pick last year. Um, I think it was early second round. Was it 40th overall? Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was it was early second round. Mm-hmm. And so I thought he played well enough to justify giving him a full year of starting. Looks like 42. So 42 overall. So I think he justified in his play, giving him another year to develop. I didn't actually expect him to play at all in his first year. And so the fact that he came out and looked, you know, pretty decently competent, um, I think they have to kind of trust their analysis and maybe try to build around him to be even more successful. 
Um, and I think that's kind of the plan that they're going to take. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it just feels weird to have Tom Brady available and John Elway not just wetting himself over the, the idea of going and getting Tom Brady. Like, that's well, just... And and the thing the interesting thing about that is too, I mean, we've seen this happen before, right? So they went out and got Peyton Manning when he you know, when he was available. Now, I think Locke is probably better than the options he had at the time with when, when Peyton was coming in. Um, but the team is set up similarly, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they can win with with decent quarterback play. Um, so it is interesting. But I think you know, I'm I'm with Ethan. I do think that they're gonna they're gonna see what they really have in Drew Locke. Um, you know, he he played well uh, over the last several weeks of the season. So, um, you know, I mean, statistically for fantasy purposes, it wasn't great. It was okay, but it wasn't great. Um, but from a from a starting quarterback in the National Football League point of view you know, where they ain't worried about fantasy stats, you know, he did well. I mean, he played well and led the team and um, used the weapons that were there. So, I mean, I think they're going to roll with Locke. I don't think it's much of a question. Um, I don't think they'll waste draft capital on a quarterback unless somebody falls, you know, if one of those quarterbacks fall. Um, and, and for me, I think it would be the top three. I don't think even Jordan Love would would cause them to draft another quarterback. Um so, you know, unless one of those top three falls, which I don't anticipate uh, at all, uh, I think it's Drew Locke. Yeah, and I don't even know if Herbert does it. I think Joe Burrow would kind of be the only guy that makes him really think about it. So, yeah, uh, they're they're going into 2020 with Drew Locke. Um, so we do have two teams in the AFC West, though, who are not settled at all. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr is a free agent. Um, you know, you're you're making a move to Sin City, and uh, you know, apparently, maybe it's it's the, the higher priority is to make a splash. Um, you know, get butts in the seats and uh, sell tickets with you know a high powered offense. Derek Carr is not going to lead a high powered offense, and they've already kind of indicated that they're interested in um, some of the guys who are available in free agency, which it's really hard to go back to Derek Carr after you've said that you're going to make a substantial offer to 42-year-old Tom Brady. So it it feels like Derek Carr is gone, but I am curious, and we'll start with uh, what does the the heart say on this one? Um, I actually put these backwards. So just so you guys know, this is going to be a real – charlie foxtrot the entire way through because i'm a sheep <laughs> I, I i switched him around but let's start with what the what does the heart say uh for the raiders ethan you know this one was tough for me because i don't think you can you know, we've kind of seen Derek carr and this is this is kind of one of those situations where there aren't a ton of guys that I think are realistic for the raiders to acquire or get and maybe my choice as a heart choice isn't probably really that realistic either but I'm going to go with the one that I think would be the most interesting if I'm the Raiders this is definitely a guy that I would be interested in seeing kind of what the price is on but I'm going to go with Cam Newton and I know there's no buzz about this it looks like Cam is probably going to end up uh, with the Panthers but if I'm looking at the Raiders they're moving to Vegas they need 
this team needs some swagger. I mean, I just don't feel like I see it right now. They don't have any buzz around them. They're, they've talked they've talked about how they want to create buzz um, with this team. And the guy you're getting at 12 is probably Jordan Love. And that's not really going to put butts in seats. If you can get a guy like Superman, bring him in, basically say, hey, look, Cam Newton, uh, when he's on, nobody in the league has more swagger than this guy. And then you use basically your five top 100 picks um, that they have in this draft. They've got 12, 19, um, 80, 81, and 92. And so two of those could be elite wide receiver prospects. And then with a good running game already, you know, you can kind of take some of that pressure off of Cam to be a runner, which I think he's going to have to adjust to just to be successful going into the the second half of his career. If he wants to maintain his job as a starter, he's going to have to start throwing the football and taking less hits. Uh, this is a team that could allow him to do that and have the capital to do that, um, you know, basically as soon as this year. And so um, I think that the Raiders would be an interesting landing spot for Cam Newton um, if he were to leave the Panthers or not be on the Panthers next year. I kind of like that one. So, um, the the two that I thought of that the, the heart says. I mean, these aren't necessarily likely. I mean, number number one is uh, is Tom Brady. I mean, I, I think that one kind of makes the most sense. It kind of for the same reasons. Um, I I don't know that Brady's going to want to go there just because. I mean, he's looking for for you know a, a contender, and I don't think the Raiders can do that. Um. But that, I think that that would be a, a an interesting fit for sure. Uh, but the other one, and this is a name. That, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm actually surprised that my heart says this guy belongs on any roster. But the reality is it's not that I hate Jameis Winston. It's just that he's not. It, his style of play makes it really hard to win NFL games. But the heart says that Jameis Winston in a situation where you're not necessarily trying to win games, you're just trying to fill the sky with footballs. That's what Jameis Winston does. Even when you don't even want him to, he still does it. So I, I think that'd be a really fun fit. I, I don't know uh, how realistic it's going to be, but let's, uh, let's talk about what the head says, Brian. Yeah. So for the head, I mean, for me, I see, uh, I'm I'm with you, John, about Tom Brady. I mean, I think that's going to be the buzz until it isn't, until it doesn't happen. Um, I would absolutely heart wise love to see that happen too, because I know how <clears throat> how crazy that would make our boy James the Brain. So uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So for the head here, I I put Marcus Mariota, and and here's the reason. I think the Raiders are going to shoot big. They're going to throw money. Um, they're going to try to make a splash. And I don't think they're going to get any of the guys that they think they're going to get. I don't think they're going to get Brady. I don't think they're going to have a shot at Cam or any anybody that they would look at and say, oh, this is going to significantly upgrade our roster. I think Mike Mayock will look to do that if he can. Um, the reason I said Mariota is I think, I mean, so first of all, I have a distinct memory of John Gruden being infatuated with Marcus Mariota 
when he was the host of Monday Night Football or the uh, commentator on Monday Night Football. I don't know if that's correct. I mean, he he pretty much loved every quarterback that was playing ever in those Monday Night Football games. But um, and 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 I ultimately think that while while Derek Carr. So he isn't, I don't believe, is he really a free agent? I think, I thought he still had two years left. Does he still have two years left? Yeah, he was in that same class as Mariota and Winston. So they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're all, all of them, their contracts are up. But I thought he signed that, he signed an extension, didn't he, John? The $125 million extension? Oh, you're right. So, yeah, Um, so he actually does have, I believe he has two years left. But there's no so this year. I mean, there's no dead cap, so they can cut him with hardly any money. It's seven point nine million this year, two and a half million next year. So yeah. it's likely they're not gonna keep him probably beyond this year, unless he you know really turns around or whatever. But I think the one thing that he can provide is stability through that move. So you bring in a guy like Mariota to compete with him for the job. Again, I think they want to bring somebody in to take over the job. I just don't think the Raiders are going to land it. I mean, who wants to go there? I mean, yeah, it's Las Vegas, and Las Vegas is amazing and all of that, but the Raiders aren't winning anytime soon. So unless they just absolutely massively overpay somebody to go there, which is very possible. I mean, it's the Raiders we're talking about, so they could certainly do that. Um, But I'm looking more along, you know, I'm looking more into the second tier guys here. You know, the Mariotas, the Winstons, I think, you know, is a is a is a decent point there, John. Um, You know, guys like that. Teddy Bridgewater. God, I hope it's not Teddy Bridgewater, please. (laughs) Um, Because I want him to I want him to have an opportunity to go somewhere and win, too. But um, but yeah, so that's why I threw that's why I threw Mariota in here. Um, and I know a couple of our co-hosts really aren't into Marcus Mariota and that's okay. Um, again, I'm not expecting him to come in here and just take over and be this unbelievable quarterback, but he's going in there to compete with Derek Carr and push him. You know, it's, it's kind of a, there, there's not been anybody behind Derek Carr since he's been in Oakland and now Las Vegas that. Has that he's had to worry about. I mean, he was a guy there, right? So you bring in a guy like Marcus Mariota, has starting experience, maybe didn't play well, especially over the last year, uh, year and a half uh, in Tennessee, but he's a guy that has starting experience in the NFL and can push. And, you know, he, he's a name. He's a name, if, if nothing else, to say, hey, Derek, get your shit together. Or, you know, we brought this guy in here to compete for the job. So that's where my head is with it. I don't know if it'll happen, but that's that's just kind of how it developed in my brain. So, I like that one. I, I yeah, the the Derek Carr contract kind of changes things. Um, I thought he was legitimately a free agent. It's it's more that I mean, twenty one and a half million dollar cap hit versus almost an eight million dollar dead cap. So, I'm it makes sense for them to cut him, but he is under contract technically. So, I mean, you could make a move where you you know, just bring somebody in to, you know, put him on a short leash, a la, you know, Mariota and Tannehill in 2019. You could, uh, you could make that same move. Um, uh, let's, let's get to the LA Chargers and start with the heart. And what does the heart say, Brian? Yeah, for me, this one is, is pretty simple. Um, it's one of the rookie quarterbacks. And for me, it's Tua. I would love to see Tua go. Um, and, and Ethan told me how to pronounce his last name last night, Tungo Viola. 
Yes. Tongue, like a tongue, Oviloa. Okay. So I did all right that time. So I'm 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 proud. See, I'm growing. I don't know uh, how to say his first name besides Tua. Tua. Um, yeah, that's because it's Tua's ridiculous. Good. But <laughs> I did find him saying his last name. So we should say that right on this show because we are professionals. Yes. Does so he Tua have a, like a really long like first name. Tua is the shorter version of like Tua Manago. And oh, so that's awesome. why we just make fun of people that can't say Tonga Vailoa correctly, because if they say the first name, yeah, it's, we it's, all look like fools. So we just go with Tua. All right. Let me try this. This is going to be. This, yes. this is total. Should, this is we total. Should, we should definitely so all like, attempt this. So wait, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There are 18 letters in Tua's first name. <laughs> yep. So. Tuaniga Manuela. What? Pola. Yeah. <laughs> tu, tua, tua, yeah. Tuan, uh, that was my try. Igaman Uole Pola. Oh, that was yeah, a good that, attempt. Yeah, that might have been. That it. Yeah, that might have hit. It. That might right? actually be it. I should have just stuck with John, Tua. Do you have it in front of you? I would like to see you attempt it. Yeah, let's try it. Tua. Tuanigamanuolepola. That's true. <laughs> See, so when that you, was a fun read his full first name, saying Tungavailoa is actually easy. much easier. Piece of cake. Yeah, yeah, much easier. So Tua is my is, is my heart. That's he's that's just my, Tua. He's always yeah. Tua. <laughs> that is my heart for the LA Chargers. Um, and and I just I think the situation is set up there very nicely for that to happen. Um, I don't think he's going to fall. He's probably going to go to Miami at five, which stinks. But um, you know, I I think one of those quarterbacks is the pick for the Chargers. Um, if somebody doesn't jump up in front of them, um, but I would like to see it be Tua, and here's why. They don't have to rush him. You know, they put Tyrod in there to start the year, to start the season, essentially. Let Tua come in. Let him get 100% healed. And Ethan and I talked about this a lot last night as well. But, you know, everything is progressing well, as well as can be expected for this injury. But there are question marks, um, you know, with the hip and, and how severe the injury is. So let him heal 100% and make 100% sure that he is good to go. And that situation is different to me. And 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 yes, look, Ryan Fitzpatrick is in Miami. He could start for a whole season. So so that situation is there too. Um but I would I would just I would love to see and here's here's why too and I don't know this is just me I guess, but so when I think of the Chargers organization I mean, the the two guys that stand out. I mean, LT, yeah, but it's Junior Seau, right? I mean, Junior Seau is the guy I think about when it comes to Chargers organization. And Tua has that Polyne- Polynesian lineage. Um, so for me, I don't know why. I mean, that's just a, that's a, probably a stupid and unrelated, you know, that doesn't have to do with anything other than when I think of the Chargers and the greatest Charger that there's ever been, for me, it's Junior Seau. And... I just want to see Tua in a Chargers uniform. I think that would be really cool, and I think he would be a great fit there as well, playing on the West Coast. Um, you know, and I think he fits in the offense. I mean, they, you know, Keenan Allen and and uh, Hunter Henry's there right now. We don't know if he's going to be there, but um, Mike Williams, you know, Austin Eckler just signed that four year deal, so they have some pieces in place on offense. Um, and I think that Tua coming in there 
even if he sits a year, I think that next year, you know, 2021 season, I think he can be ready to step right in there and make a big difference for that offense. So that's where my heart is on that one. What about the head? What's the, what's the head say there, Doc? Yeah, there's. I don't think there's any chance unless they trade up in front of Miami that they are going to get Tua. I just I don't expect with all of the positive news we've had about this hip, I don't think there's any way he's. I don't even think he's fallen to five, and so whoever wants him is going to have to go get him. And I just don't see the Chargers being able to make a significant push up to that spot. Um, so I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. I think they're going to be the con. This is going to be the consolation prize for them. I do think Miami is actually going to be the team that goes and makes a move to move up, um, most likely to three, um, but they could move up to four. I, I mean, I even if they stay at five, they're still in head of the ahead of the Chargers. So I just don't feel like the Chargers are going to be that aggressive in an attempt to get to it when they know Herbert's going to be sitting there. I think Herbert is a perfectly fine third quarterback in this class. And so I just think that I don't expect the Chargers to land to it because I don't think they're going to have enough capital to move up to get him versus some of these other teams. So I, I guess in both cases we're looking at, at Tyrod Taylor as the just the bridge to bridge. the rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, I mean, is that is that kind of what the heart says too, Brian? Or or do you have uh bigger dreams for the for their bridge quarterback to Tua? Probably at least as a at least to start the season. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's Herbert or if it's Tua and he's medically cleared and he's looking good and all of that. You know, I could see a scenario where they they make the move to the rookie at some point during the season. Um, but I think Tyrod probably starts the year as the quarterback in LA. And you're good with that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay, okay with that. All right. Doesn't doesn't hurt uh, you know, Keenan Allen too much, doesn't um I mean, pro- probably not Allen. I mean, I would probably worry a little bit more about like Mike Williams and unless it's Herbert, and Herbert yeah. just wants to throw the ball down the field. Yes, because yeah. that would actually probably help Mike Williams and hurt Keenan Allen more than anything. Mm-hmm. But I think both those dudes are probably pretty safe, regardless. Even if it's Tyrod, if it's Tua, it could be an upgrade, honestly, for everyone. Um, but we don't know. We don't. We're not. I'm not a hundred percent sure that even if Tua is ready to go that a team that drafts him is going to let him immediately start playing. I think they're going to give him as much time as they need. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's go over to the NFC side of the, of the West uh, where, I mean, three of these are set. Kyler Murray was the first overall pick last year. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Russell Wilson is, is, I mean, to me, he's one of the top three, I guess I did knock him down to four. He, but he's still, He's still in the top tier of fantasy quarterbacks. And Jared Goff has been consistently a QB one and uh, is probably due for a, actually a bounce back still. So um, San Francisco, though, all of a sudden has made their way into the conversation. Uh, there's kind of rumors to support and deny this claim. But I mean, here's the reality. Jimmy Garoppolo was it. I mean, he proved to be a, 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 a he he proved to be a liability in the in the Super Bowl. Like it, just my opinion, but 
you know, there was that was a very winnable game. And when it was time to go win the game, win that Super Bowl game, the quarterback who has that clutch gene, the quarterback who has the ability to drag you to a win, even in the biggest game of your life, went and won the game. And the other one, the other one just kind of fell apart. I mean, he did enough to get him a, a lead through three and a half quarters, but I mean, it was it was not pretty and I don't know how comfortable you could possibly feel with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback, especially on a roster that has probably about a two or three year window here to go get a championship. So, uh, you know, because of that, Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, the the 49ers in particular, they kind of make their way into the conversation as possible buyers in this overstocked uh, quarterback free agent market. I, I I guess I'm wondering, I mean, we'll go, we'll start with the heart here and uh, um, see what Ethan says, but I'm wondering like how viable this might be. I'm struggling with this one because it sounds like they aren't happy with their investment in Jimmy G but I'm going to still go with the heart. I still think Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, he's he knows the offense. He is building rapport with a very young wide receiver core outside of Emmanuel Sanders who may not be there next year. I mean, we got to we got to remember that they overperformed. They were a year ahead of what they were supposed to what their what their plan looked to be. And so give Jimmy Garoppolo another year, build some more rapport, add another weapon or two, um, especially in the wide receiver core and you could be looking at a guy that puts up pretty consistent fantasy numbers i know he wasn't the greatest fantasy quarterback but he's he's still young i mean this is this was his first full year of starting and so give him a chance like i don't understand the rumors yeah okay tom brady would be an upgrade for most quarterbacks from a mental standpoint but jimmy garoppolo has a chance to be a very good quarterback still. He's still young. And this was his first experience as a full-time starter. And he took you to the Super Bowl. Like, come on, let's just let's just let's just let's just use our brains here. Like I definitely think that Jimmy You're not supposed be, to be using your brain oh, right shoot. now. Let me use my heart here. Freaking okay. Doctors can't let me use my heart. <laughs> can't get the heart. brain out of the way. Let me use the heart here. I just think Jimmy is probably still the best option for them right now they paid him a ton of money to be the quarterback there um he had a young wide receiver core and i think that another year of that offense under his belt another year maybe with some more weapons and this could be a team that really ascends to kind of that next level all right now let's talk about what the what the head says what do you think brian yeah so the head tells me it's it's likely going to be jimmy garoppolo Anyways, um, now the one thing I that does concern me, so I just looked his contract up. So he, they can cut him right now for four point two million bucks dead cap. Yeah. Um, next year that drops to two point eight. The following year, which is the last year of the deal, is one point four dead cap. So it's cheap as crap to cut him. Um, but here's the reality of the situation: the guy just led the team to the Super Bowl. Typically, quarterbacks that lead their team to a Super Bowl don't get cut like before the f- next season. I'm not saying it can't happen for, you know, I, I'm not saying it can't happen if he doesn't perform 
next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't I don't think it's going to happen. And yes, Tom Brady, we've you know, obviously we've heard the rumblings. And if there was a guy that they were going to bring in for that. I mean, the greatest of all time is is one to bring in for that. But I just can't see. I can't see a, s- a scenario here where it's it's not Garoppolo. I just I think Garoppolo will will lead that team into the 2020 season. Um, you know they were they were seven minutes away from winning a Super Bowl this year. So you know, yes, put that on Garoppolo. Put that on that unbelievable defense too, though. You know, sure. I mean, everybody's blaming Jimmy Garoppolo because he couldn't get it done once they fell behind. Um, but that defense is what carried that team this year. And they couldn't get a stop when they needed one. So, you know, I, I think for me, I just think I think Garoppolo's gonna open the year. Um, you know, and I think from a fantasy perspective, I think Ethan made some great points too. Just, you know, he's building that rapport rapport with that young receiving core. Um, you know, running backs who I mean, they brought Tevin Coleman in to to be the guy there, and he wasn't the guy there. I mean, Raheem Mostert obviously outplayed him and and I we'll mean, everybody to. every and will continue to. Absolutely. So, you. you know, but but, you know, Garoppolo had some pretty nice games uh, from a fantasy perspective. You know, he 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 was a little inconsistent. You know, he had really great games against the Cardinals, <laughs> um, but and not so great games against some other opponents. But the thing again, I just I don't see a scenario where you cut or trade the quarterback that just led you to the Super Bowl, especially with a team that has so many pieces in place. And yes, John, we talked about this several episodes ago about the concern with the Niners and getting back to the Super Bowl. And that's real. I mean, that whole that whole scenario is real. It's tough to do. And we've seen there's a history of data that suggests that teams that play in the Super Bowl have a hard time making it back, especially teams that lose. So, But that team is set up to win. I mean, they have a good defense. They have an offense that is potent and young guys that are in key positions there that can, you know, if they take the next step next season, you know, I, I like this team again to at least be in the conversation, um, you know, outside of the idea that teams that make the Super Bowl have a hard time getting back. I mean, I think the Niners on paper look like a, a very strong contender again. So I don't think they change the most important position on the field for, you know, when, when they're, when they're contenders that strong of a contender heading into the season on paper. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think that it's bad process, but I think the NFL is, is chock full of bad process. So um, yeah, I think that that's probably what happens. Unfortunately, um, uh, I, I know that the unfortunately is me uh, editorializing a little bit, though. Uh, how about the Bengals? Let's talk about them for just a second. Let's just dare to dream. One second here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got one second. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let, let's let's just dare to dream on, uh, on the Bengals just for a second. Um, you know, so it's a it's a pretty ready-made situation obviously you know wide receivers everywhere the offensive line is going to improve just kind of organically with 
Jonah Williams coming off of injury. Uh, you know, Zach Taylor run offense. Well, we do know that the first overall pick holds a ton of value, especially when there's a quarterback uh, who's kind of that slam dunk num- number one overall pick. Is there is there any scenario that you could dream up, Brian, where it actually makes sense for Cincinnati to trade that pick rather than take Joe Burrow? Sure. Yeah, I can dream up a scenario. I mean, yeah. you know, trade you, it you, for Pat Mahomes. Well, no, even within yes. this draft. I mean, you you want to? <laughs> yeah, yes is the answer. That would, but, that would do it. Um, I mean, even in this draft, though, I can see a scenario. You know, you have. Detroit at three decides they want to come up and get him mm-hmm. and, and get rid of Matthew Stafford, you know, so they trade Stafford and, you know, I don't know the, the three and I don't know how they do all that stuff, but, but yeah, I mean, I can see scenarios where they drop back. Here's the thing though. It's the Bengals. They're not going to do it. They're going to draft Burrow one and he's going to go there. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, the smart thing would probably be unless you think he is so much better than Tua especially um, then then the smart thing would be to drop back two or three spots or, or in you know, still in the top five, but drop back and gain additional draft capital or additional players and then, you know, draft Tua. but I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, I, I don't think there's any scenario where they will do that. I think they're, they're 100% locked in on burrow and they should be, I mean, based on, you know, based on this senior season that he had. Um, so and this, go ahead for, for fantasy purposes though, yep. is, is to you is, is that the scenario that you want to see? Is that the guy that you want throwing the ball to, you know, to Tyler Boyd into uh, AJ green, um, uh, Auden Tate, John Ross, like, is that, is that the guy that you want or is there, could you come up with a scenario, especially of the guys who, are presumably available that you would that you would prefer to Joe Burrow. No, he's he's the guy. He's the guy you want. Yeah, he's okay. the guy I want. Yep, he's the guy I want. I mean, they earned that draft pick. He's for me the clear cut one overall in this draft. Um, and I'd take him and hope that you have your quarterback set for the next decade. Yeah. So I I mean obviously the head says you stay put you draft Joe Burrow but yeah you take the stud yeah so it, it to you Ethan though is the stud absolutely Joe Burrow or or does Tua yes. Tua doesn't enter into the conversation for you and is it just because of the medicals or is it is it it's a combination of a couple of things I mean yeah the medicals are the biggest question mark Burrow doesn't have any I mean unless you say. He has tiny hands. That, well, he has and I hands. think that counts as so medical. I guess that counts. <laughs> um, no, the, the issue with Burrow is that normally when you have a situation like this where a guy comes out of nowhere and has an amazing senior season, you know, he's an older prospect, those are all knocks on him, except that what Burrow did against the teams he did it against is it's not just like a holy cow man look at this guy he looks he looks really good out there in the sec it was like no this dude freaking smoked everyone yeah smoked everyone this was elite elite processing elite pocket the pocket presence pocket presence pocket presence elite pocket presence everything he did was elite and he did it for an entire season probably arguably the best quarterback season single quarterback season 
in college football history. And so to if if you're the Bengals and you look at that and you say, you know what? Man, but that Tua looks good on paper. Unless you're trading to back to three and picking up the Lions first next year and another piece that maybe you like, I'm not even sure that you want Stafford because I think if you drop from one to three, you can still get Tua and they take Burrow and you take Tua there. That's They're going to need to send a godfather offer to you to not take the locked-in dude. I mean, I, I could Burrow flame out in the NFL. I mean, yes, every player could flame out in the NFL, but I just, from what I saw watching him this year, it is highly likely that he is one of the 15 best quarterbacks on the planet next season by the end of next season. And so that to me says you have to take him there and you don't think twice about it. That's uh, pretty definitive. So, and even for fantasy, I just took, I just had a dynasty startup where the 101 went in the middle of the second round. I think it was in a super flex. And I, yes, I agree. I also agree that that was too early, but I think it was the fifth or sixth quarterback. That is to me, that's drafting him at a ceiling, Mm -hmm. especially year one. Yeah. Probably, probably ceiling overall career, but that's the kind of prospect that he is. And so it just, it just, that is the, that's what you're looking at here. And why would you, why would you risk, why would you risk letting both of these quarterbacks possibly fall out? Cause I don't see any way that Washington has no reason to move. If they want a quarterback, they can take probably Tua at two, which is dumb. You should take Chase Young cause you drafted a quarterback last year, but yep. if they want to, they could, and why would you move from one to three where there's a chance that both of those quarterbacks don't show up? I mean, I guess you still get Chase Young, but it's no, you just take Burrow and go. Yeah. Hey, can we play a game real quick? No. <laughs> yeah. Just real quick. Okay. So real I like, do, I like doing this with ADP. So we're, t- you guys we're talking better about not cheat at this game though. No. So we're talking about, we're talking about where Burrow would be. I mean, we were saying, so he went in a startup as the quarterback five or six, you said, Ethan. Yeah, it was yeah. I know that the one oh the pick the one oh one, which is almost locked in to be Joe Burrow, went in the middle of the second round. Okay. So I think it was QB five or six. Okay. So quarterback wise, let's let's go let's go through this based on ADP, the most recent ADP that we have, which is February. So um top court I mean Mahomes, Jackson, Watson, Wilson, Kyler Murray are the top 5 in ADP. I mean we're not taking him over any of those guys, right? Yeah, I don't I, like Kyler Murray as the number 5 quarterback, but that's yeah. a argument, but I mean no, probably not. Okay. So I'd actually Kyler, consider him Kyler over. is Kyler is questionable. I don't really like the him Yeah. 5 overall anyway. I think I would like a few other guys before him. Yeah, that's too high for Kyler, but yeah, I mean, I I think I would consider Burrow over Kyler. Okay, so and then Dak, we're we're Dak or or Burrow. It's still Dak. Okay, I was th- I think I would still go with Dak too. Okay, Baker or Burrow. I would go Burrow there. Man, that's tough. Yeah, well, and Baker's too high too, but yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's Burrow, but man, that one's. That one's pretty close. It's close. So Carson Wentz and John, I know you take Wentz. Oh yeah, easily Wentz. 
Baker's going in front of Wentz. Baker's going seven right now. Yeah, he's he's like creeping up and right now with quarterbacks. I don't really like, like that either. We're not even going to get that post type sleeper out of out of Baker because people are still valuing him way too high. I mean, he at least he's come down from top three where he was last year. So Burrow is actually going ten in this. He's QB ten in in February ADP Superflex ADP over at DLF. So yeah. Um, He's back-to-back so, yeah. back with Aaron Rodgers. He which, is. Which, to me, and, and you guys know how much I love Aaron Rodgers, but I think that, that's, that that is the line. I think that that's a pretty legit argument. I mean, do you, it, you know, if you're a contender, I think you go Rodgers. If you're, you know, rebuild or, you know, kind of somewhere in between, I have no problem going with Burrow over Aaron Rodgers, you know, just for the youth. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's, I think that is where I'd probably be more comfortable with him at. I just know for a fact that that's not where he went. I mean, I think he went, I think the way that this draft went was the first round, I think Mahomes, I want to say Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson, and Watson all went. And I think Burrow, the 101 was the fifth pick that could be a quarterback i guess yeah and so maybe that person was just wanted the flexibility of the pick but i th- i i haven't seen anyone in a super flex league question burrow as the one-on-one for any of these running backs of you guys i mean maybe jonathan taylor after the combine but yeah no one else has really been even really that close this is uh it, it, it's a little bit awkward actually but i've done that <laughs> recently i've i've said that uh um, in fact, I said it. <laughs> I re- I quote tweeted uh, your tweet, Ethan. <laughs> you did, and it was it was ridiculous. At the time. Probably yeah. the worst take I've seen on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do it in a startup, but you know, in in year two or and beyond, uh, you know, especially with the way I draft a, a super flex team, when I've got five plus quarterbacks, what the hell do I need with Joe Burrow? And I get the value thing, but the 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 idea is that I'm probably trading Joe Burrow for, you know, a, a quarterback or a, for sorry, a running back kind of in that Jonathan Taylor range. So why not just, you know, cut out the middleman and just just do it now. Just go get the guy that I actually need to help me compete, which is Jonathan Taylor. Rather I mean, than- I think it's important to note that you tend to go super quarterback heavy. And yeah. so most of the leagues that you're in that are super flex, you're not going to have really a need at quarterback, especially. Right. So if you don't have a need at quarterback, then you're talking about, okay, do I take a redundant asset that isn't going to help me win right now? Or do I take a guy like a Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift, somebody that could come in year one, help you win a championship. And so, right. I mean, I think that's, the logical, I mean, that's a logical debate for me. Most people aren't taking quarterback as heavy as you do in dynasty drafts, though. They're not. What the hell? What am I even doing here? Should I leave? Like- so I have a question. So yeah. So I have a question. I mean, so you know the you know the GIF online of the like, you know the triggered GIF where like the person's like gyrating like this. I can't. My voice. I don't know if that came through, but. <laughs> It was fun to do. I think I gave myself myself a concussion doing that, but uh, I'm in the protocol. You have to clear me for next week. Um, You'll be fine. But but John, I am very content. (laughs) So I am very confused here, though. Okay. So 
I've known you for a couple of years now. Yeah. And I have heard you say every single time, every single time. What is John? If John Hogue wore a jersey with his motto on the back on the nameplate, <laughs> what would it say? It would Hashtag say all the QBs, all the QBs. OK. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and when are they the cheapest in the drafts? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I'm very triggered right now when I'm hearing <laughs> you tell me to questioning everything. A but running back, especially not yeah. a wide receiver, in the, a running in back. I mean, in a rookie draft, over probably one of the more sure <laughs> things as far as quarterback goes. I'm probably going to jinx him. Yeah, and I'll punch myself in the face if I do. But I mean, Joe Burrow is like really good. Totally. Totally. So and I'm I'm very shocked at this. I'm triggered a little bit here. I don't know what to do. I'm 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 very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, so I mean there's there's a, a few things to this. The the I think the number one point is that that really applies to the startup draft more than anything. I think you know the the idea is in the startup you you go quarterback heavy because after the startup draft the quarterbacks just aren't, quarterbacks just aren't going to be available after that you know there there's going to be a couple of them in our rookie drafts every year but you know you're you're it's going to be a lot more scarce uh once the startup draft is over and that's like that's permanent you know um so the idea is that you start with you know heavy quarterbacks you start maybe with some young stud wide receivers that's kind of the foundation because that's going to hold for a long time and you can build your castle on top of that. Um, but then, you know, at some point though, you have to add running backs. And to me, that's the value of the, of the rookie draft is the fact that these running backs come in and you, you can add them to your roster. They're going to perform right away. They're going to, you know, they're, they generally hit in year one or year two, and you're going to get, kind of max production almost immediately from these guys so you know you've got you've you you have the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and even the tight ends in place for you know call it five seven ten years whatever and then you just kind of cycle through running backs anyways you know just go grab one of the rookies and then do it again next year and and i think that that's kind of a winning formula like a, a for you know, a long-term winning formula. So, you know, it's just that at some point that, you know, as much as I want the quarterbacks for their value because of the scarcity, at some point I want to go get a championship too. And this is, you know, at some point I have to have running backs in order to do that. And to me, that's, that's kind of the time to get them is in the rookie draft. So, you know, it's, it's, it becomes a little bit less about value and a little bit more about, all right, now it's time to actually win at this stupid game. But sorry mm. to throw you off. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say right now. But yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a weird <laughs> one, existential crisis. Um, but uh, yeah, let, we better get back to this real quick, though. Um, and we're definitely going to have to make this into two episodes, just like we did last week. But uh, I, it's it's good. I mean, this is all important stuff. So uh, one more team to get to, because looking around the AFC North, I mean, 
You know, we talked about Baker Mayfield. He's being very overvalued in Superflex drafts right now. But, I mean, he's got a he's got a lock on that job. I don't think that there's any reason to think that anybody else is going to come in there. And then, obviously, the the league MVP Lamar Jackson. So Baltimore is pretty set. Uh, but I'm sitting here talking to two Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and I'm not so sure how set that quarterback position is. Um, luckily, we've got Ethan here to to talk to us a little bit about Ben Roethlisberger and that injury. Um, you know, what's the likelihood that he's going to be healthy to start the season? Um, and what we do know is that if you don't have Ben, man, that bench was rough. So, um, I, I, I do want to start with that, Ethan. I want to, I am curious, you know, how you're, you know, on a, on a, call it on a scale of one to 10, what's your confidence in Ben Roethlisberger being ready to start the season? Um, and you know, uh, being able to, to give you enough games in 2020 to where you're not necessarily going to be in the market for a quarterback. Um, and then while we're at it, though, I, I'm just curious what the, what your heart says as far as a quarterback if it's not Big Ben. So let's just start with the injury. Um, basically, Ben's elbow exploded, <laughs> and so uh, he. What You're happened? A doctor, was, are you allowed to say it like that? I'm allowed to say it however I want. um no what happened okay i do want the medic i'll do the medical version too even though people complain about when i do the medical version because they don't understand it well enough but anyway the ucl has three portions on it's the ligament that controls that basically stabilizes the elbow on the inside of your elbow and Mm -hmm. so it connects the humerus with the um the bones in your forearm and what it does is it stabilizes the elbow specifically with a throwing athlete when they torque back and so this is the ligament that when torn can sometimes lead to baseball players having Tommy John surgery um and what happened with Ben is he actually tore all three portions of this UCL and so there's only three portions he tore he basically blew his elbow out um to to put it in non-medical terms and so they had to re they had to reconstruct the inside of his elbow which is why he hasn't been able to throw for like eight months he just got to the point where he can gently toss a football which in twitter terms which brian and i talked about this on trade addicts pod actually that we did this week uh the fake twitter doctors will tell you that that is like a great sign that he was tossing a football in a gym here's the thing The UCL isn't horribly stressed when you're tossing a football 10 to 15 feet, okay? The UCL is only going to be stressed when he goes to throw that football as hard as he can and when he goes to throw that football as far as he can. Well, which of those two things do you think he has to do the most of in NFL games? Both of them. He has to do both of them every single time. And so I every year I put out a list of injured players or players returning from injury that I don't, I will not be drafting and redraft because I don't think that they're going to produce at their current ADPs. Almost a guarantee. I've already put his name on this list. Um, Even if he starts showing some more velocity behind those throws, the risk is uh, it's huge. I mean, it's just a massive risk that he doesn't, 
come back or he attempts to come back in the spring and says, you know what? Like I'm 38 years old. My elbow just blew out. I'm, I, it doesn't feel good when I throw, I've made a ton of money. I'm over this. Like I I'm, I'm ready to be done with this. Like I kind of enjoyed not having to put my body through punishment for a whole year. And like, I kind of want to not do that ever again. And so big Ben is on my do not draft list this year. Specifically, I'm trying to offload him on Indy dynasty team that I have him on, uh, for whatever I can get. And to me, my heart tells me the best fantasy option for the Steelers is to actually go out and pay Jameis Winston, which I don't love from as a Steelers fan. But if you're talking about pure fantasy numbers, uh, Winston is not afraid to throw the ball. I think this offense is still pretty good. I mean, you've got Juju Smith-Suster. You've got James Washington. You've got Deontay Johnson, who had a good rookie season that I don't think people are, are talking enough about. And you have two running backs that can both catch the ball and be productive. You have a, a, a good, not as great as it was, but a good offensive line. And you have a young, really talented defense. And so throw Jameis Winston there and just watch fantasy magic happen. Um or watch him throw like 50 picks. What you decide, like you get to decide um, <laughs> anything we? that's anything. That's not anything. That's not Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph. I'm like, per, would probably be what my heart actually wants. Anything that's not them. Listen, yeah. don't you disrespect a world champion duck caller. Okay. <laughs> not on my show, not on this show. Yeah, quack quack. I mean, <laughs> the for for fantasy purposes, I I think that I mean the heart should probably say we want Jameis Winston on any one of these teams if they can if they have. I was really receivers. tempted to put Jameis on every one of the hard <laughs> answers because he's you probably guys, the best like realistic quarterback that could end up anywhere. Um, you guys have him in several places. He's going to be a busy guy. I'll say that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there wasn't rules. You made this show rules on what, who we could put where. No, I, and, I just want Tua to go everywhere or Burrow. I, the answer is Burrow for all these teams. Yeah. I, I was, I was sitting here shaking my head at you talking about Winston, but I was like, I mean, the, the spirit of the exercise is, you know, for fantasy purposes, and yeah, uh, Jameis Winston throwing to throwing to Juju, throwing deep to Deontay Johnson, <laughs> like that's, it's, it's pretty tempting for sure. Jameis um, Winston with newly acquired 2020 vision, mind you. Ooh, I I don't know if is <laughs> that basic surgery. I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Now, yeah, 30, I, 30 vision. Yeah, I, yeah, it was. Thing is already 30 30 if he, vision. If he come if he comes to Pittsburgh, they're gonna name a permanent sandwich after him and call it the W. So Jameis will be eating W's. Yeah. Ugh. Man. Brian, I, what does your head say though? Yeah. I'm curious. As a this <laughs> man, I'm curious. What talk me off my ledge here? Because I'm thinking Jameis Winston's looking pretty nice. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, heart wise, I think he is. I mean, to be honest here, I, I head wise. I think it's going to be status quo. I mean, everything that Kevin Colbert says is that it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger or bust. Um, and that they're going to roll with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges as backups. And it's disgusting and it makes me want to puke in my mouth. But 
I mean, I think, you know, my head says status quo. They're going to move forward with those three quarterbacks and hope like hell that Roethlisberger can stay healthy and make a run at a championship this year um, because that defense is legit, I think, in Pittsburgh this year. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Ben. I'm I'm nervous. I, I haven't been this nervous since, you know, I mean, back in the Cordell days. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been a heck of a run for Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. I mean, two Super Bowl championships, tons and tons of, of wins. Um, you know, I, I'd say he's, he's undervalued by a big portion of the fan base. Um, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be sad that he's gone from a football perspective um, when he's, when he's done, I, I hope that he comes back from the injury and gives it one more good go. Um, I mean, the, the, the worst case scenario here is they don't do anything. And in week three, he throws that deep ball and it pops again. And then it's just back to, I mean, you're right back to where you were this year. It's, it's Mason. <laughs> exactly. Hypothetical question here. The Steelers don't have a ton of draft picks. They already spent their first on Mike Fitzpatrick. That was yep. a huge win. Um, they have a second round pick at forty nine. Yep. I don't no. think taking a quarterback there at no. all. I don't Agreed. think there's a quarterback that I think would be a good value there. If you're looking at a guy like Jacob Eason there. I don't like that. So okay. here's the here's well, the name here's the name Ethan. But. Yep. Wait, I'm not done yet. I'm gonna all get right, all right, all right. Yep. See if you I'm gonna see if you're in lockstep with this. Okay. Third round, we got a compensatory pick. Yep. 102 overall. If Jalen Hurts is sitting there, yeah, would you be willing to take Jalen Hurts there as a possible backup? Because to me, Jalen Hurts is the perfect Do it. backup quarterback safety valve quarterback. He's a Tyrod Jacoby Brissett. I'm not saying he should. I'm not saying he can't start. I'm just saying that he's a guy that you should want on your team. Maybe he's not a Super Bowl caliber. caliber ugh, I'm, I'm struggling today. Boy. Caliber. Caliber quarterback. But I do think he would be a, I think he's going to be a really good NFL quality quarterback. And so if he's sitting there at 102, what do you think about Jalen Hurts there? So I think yes. And I think it will happen. I, I think if he's there, they will draft him with that pick. And I don't think it's even, I mean, I don't, I, I think they would do it in, it would be as soon as they were on the clock, the card would be turned in is what I think. I don't think he's going to be there for you, but I, I don't I either. Like, I love trade, Jalen Hurts. Would you trade the, can, can they can still trade compensatory? Compens yeah. yeah. So would you trade a third and a fourth to move up to the, the start of the third round? If he's still sitting there at like the beginning of the third. I think you're going to need to get into the first round to get Jalen Hurts. Really? I don't think. Wow. Yeah. I could see. I think mid second wow. is probably where he's going to end up. And I so don't. John, how, I don't. I think that if you want him, you're going to probably have to take him at 49, which I don't love for the season. No, I don't either. But I, I think if you want him, that's where you're going to have to take him. Yeah. I don't see a way that he sneaks in. I, I'll be. I would be. I would be very surprised, pleasantly surprised, because I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. I like him. I would be surprised if he went in the first round. I think early mid to mid-second is probably most likely where he goes. 
John, how many quarterbacks do you think are going to go in the first? So I that's the first I've heard of Hurts in the first. Um, I, I've been under the assumption it would likely be four uh, with obviously the, the top three and then Jordan Love as the fourth, probably to Indy at 13 or maybe San, Di- or San Diego, L.A. at 17. Are they at 17? They're at se- they have two, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. The Chargers. <clears throat> yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, so so I had I had four in the top 17, but then I didn't have another one for uh in the first. So how many just in just talking through your quarterback uh rankings for the for the rookies, how many do you see going in the first round? Uh four or five. Um and I think that Jalen Hurts is is number four. The <laughs> the one I'm not sure about is Jordan Love. I'm not so sure that he makes it into the first round, but I mean, I know that there's a lot of hype behind him right now, but he's 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 pretty raw, right? Like it's going to be a project. Uh, I don't know if that's a, if that's something that NFL teams are going to be willing to take on in the first round. But um, you know, the thing with Jalen Hurts is, I think that people are going to see they're going to see a lot of Lamar Jackson comps, and I don't think that it totally fits. But uh, you know, I I think that just the idea of having Lamar Jackson, you know, that type of player and the things that you can do with that type of offense is going to be appealing to, to somebody. And I think somebody's going to go get him in the first round just for that, just for that rushing ability more than anything, you know, right or wrong. And, and, and I actually, I like Jalen hurts for fantasy purposes for all of those same reasons. Um, But you know, the, the fact that, Part of why I like him so much is the fact that I think that an NFL team is going to is going to you know make this move. I think they're gonna they're gonna go get Jalen Hurts, even if it means trading into you know the the very end of the first round to go get him. I, I think that that's going to happen, and I, I think that that draft capital is going to matter enough to get him on the field. And I think that you're going to get that rushing ability from him. So. You know, there's a lot of speculation to it, but, um, but you know, I, I, yeah, I think it happens. But uh, we definitely went over time as usual, and we still have several teams to talk about, <laughs> more teams than uh, what we already talked about, in fact. So we're going to come right back and uh, finish up here with part two. <laughs> 